Hello everyone, welcome to Invest Tracks, an exclusive podcast series by Ash Mungre. Invest Tracks is the ultimate podcast designed for inquisitive minds like yours, ready to delve into a treasure trove of financial insights. Get ready to strive confidently in the intricate world of finance. Today, I'm thrilled to host CA Nisha Danuka, a dynamic entrepreneur and finance expert. She has a solid background in business planning, risk management, corporate finance, and banking. Her credentials speak volumes. Holding an MBA in finance and qualifications as a chartered accountant and company secretary. But Nisha is more than just an accomplished financial professional. She's a dynamic force advocating for empowerment in the entrepreneurial landscape, particularly for women. Today, we're privileged to delve into her insights, experiences, and the wealth of knowledge she brings to the table. Welcome, Nasha. Thank you so much. To kick things off, why do you believe financial literacy is particularly crucial for women, um, you know, especially those venturing into entrepreneurship? Thanks, Apova. I think that's a very, very valid question, especially if you're doing business. First of all, let's understand why do we do business? We do business to make money. Of course, along with making money, we also need to achieve the objectives for which we created the business. Mm-hmm. Making money or generating money from business is extremely important as business needs money or cash flow to sustain and grow. Uh, if it's a business owner, we don't know how to manage money. If we don't understand the terms that are used in the financial world, how we can explain or guide our team to grow the business. Also, right. we do not know how to manage the money, right? So mm-hmm. if we improve the top line as, as well as the bottom line, we can't shy away from saying that I don't understand what's happening in the financial world. I don't understand the financial terms. It will not help you succeed. In fact, uh, to give you an example, almost 85% of the businesses shut down because they are not able to manage their cash flow well and most of the business heads, be it women or men, say that this was because they never took the initiative to understand the finance in their business. Now, if I go take one step back and talk particularly about women, women somehow tend to be very risk averse. They feel that when it comes to manage their finances or money, they always fall on their male counterpart be it their husband, their father, their accountant, anybody. And they feel that those people, male counterpart, will do better job than them in managing the money, which is such a myth. Right. Awareness and interest. Actually, one can upskill themselves to manage their finances, their personal finances, as well as their business finances, along with, of course, other roles and responsibilities as a business head or as a woman author. Absolutely, Nisha. So the importance of managing finances and business cannot be overstated. And like you said, 80% is a staggering number. And also it's encouraging to hear your perspective on debunking the myth that women may not be as adept as, you know, at managing finances. But in reality, with the right awareness and interest, anyone can upskill themselves in financial management irrespective of gender. True. Yeah, so moving on to the next question, women often face unique challenges in the world of investments. 
what obstacles have you observed and uh, how can women overcome them to build a robust investment portfolio? So, uh, Apurva, I, uh, I have gone to a lot of forums. I am part of a lot of forums where these uh, women entrepreneurs interact. Now, mm-hmm. one common uh, link or one common uh, thing that I observe when women are talking about the challenges that they are facing while they are managing their finances or why do they shy away from managing their finances is their mindset. This is what they believe that they can't manage their money wisely or they, if they invest, they will lose money. In mm-hmm. fact, yesterday I was having a chat with a very, very successful squadron leader. Uh, the lady's name is Jaya. Now she has got into business. She was saying that, Nisha, even today, I am I earn so much, but I am scared to invest money. Imagine a woman of that caliber. She has done so much, but still when it comes to manage money or finances, she feels that if she takes any call, it will always make them lose money which is not true at all. I haven't come across any statistics which says women make bad investment decisions or men make uh, extremely good investment decisions. In fact, I, I truly and strongly believe that one small shift in the mindset that yes, I can do it. I am as good as any other human being when it comes to managing the finances. I think the, most of the problem will be solved. Of course, when you want to get into that space, you need to take a small step toward upskilling yourself and making yourself little aware about what's, what's happening. I think it is as simple as that. Managing finance, managing your money is not a rocket science. It's as good as you and I can do it. Anybody can do it. Right. Absolutely well said, Nasha. So mindset is everything. So, you know, just not in finance, but in everything one does, right? And also, you know, moreover, there's a growing body of research highlighting that women actually tend to make more risk aware and take a more long term view when it comes to investments. And I think it's time that we, you know, put these traits uh, to use and make use of them to make, you know, uh, good financial decisions. So... You know, coming to the complexity part of things, women often face unique challenges in the business world. And uh, how can female entrepreneurs overcome financial challenges and barriers? Are there specific strategies or, you know, insights you could provide based on your own experiences? As I earlier said, that entrepreneurship is just not about selling your product or services. You need to be jack of all trades. You need to understand finance, marketing, HR as, as much as you should know about the product or services you should you're selling so first of all believe that if as a women entrepreneur if you can start a business run a business grow your business you are as capable as anybody in the world to manage your money as well finance as i said is not a rocket science it is as simple as understanding how to make profits if you're doing business i'm sure you must be calculating uh, as a business owner at what price you're going to sell your product you know how to make profits right you mm-hmm. also need to understand what are the various costs involved by which i can increase or uh, better my profitability it's a simple rule either you increase your sales or you reduce your cost to better your profitability which are again drivers to increase your sales and how when you have this money, how do you reinvest the money? So if as a business owner, if you say that I will only want to sell my product or services and I'm not going to look into finances, 
it will not help your business to grow you must understand that how where to reinvest your profits how to grow your business keeping in mind this financial jargon that we use in this business world if you can take one simple step you know we women uh, we can, there are so many sessions happening uh, around you know which are paid which are free just attend some basic uh, sessions on finance or non finance uh, you know take some call do some investment you know uh, uh, use some money because you might lose small money but the amount of learning that you're going to derive from that using the small amount of money would be phenomenal in in fact uh, uh, today morning i was reading somewhere there's something called money paradox uh, which mm-hmm. says that in order to earn more money you have to initially lose some money and if you pick up any great investors you know it was not that from day one they started making money they made some investment decisions they lost little money then they took the learnings and then they again went ahead and made major calls and invested major money and then they made money so that is something that until you lose burn your finger a little bit you will not be able to take those big calls or big shots on how to grow your money thank you well said yeah because failures are definitely you know uh, stepping stones to success not just in finance like i said but then like you know everywhere in life as such and you know there's this analogy between running a business and managing finance like you know both require a fundamental understanding of key principles so in support of your advice it's worth noting that various studies have also shown a positive correlation between financial literacy and business success so taking that proactive step towards attending basic finance sessions for non finance professional could be a great step to start off with and uh, you know moving on your journey from starting a business to achieving significant financial success is truly inspiring nasha so can you share some key strategies and insights for women entrepreneurs looking to grow their businesses financially i yes i i strongly believe and support that we as an entrepreneur again i say when as an entrepreneur let me not gender bias is saying that a uh, male or female if you are if you are an entrepreneur you need to be in top of our, uh, your finances if you don't mm-hmm. understand the if you don't understand the complexity of these uh, finances we can always outsource our accounting and taxation or finances to professional but still take monthly updates from them. we can't just outsource and say now it's your job i don't uh, i will not get involved no you don't know how to file taxes you don't know uh, you may not know how to uh, pass a transaction but you still must know from your accountant even if it's outsourced how much sales you are doing what are the cost how can i improve my cost how how can i save my taxes right you have to ask for quite ask these questions to your accounts department or to the uh, professionals that you have outsourced even at times i have seen women entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs feel that is this question what i am asking is silly and should i even ask that question there is mm-hmm. no question called silly you know if you, i always say uh, to everyone in fact that if you ask a question you remain silly for a moment or you stupid for a moment but if you don't ask a question you remain silly forever so choice is yours you want to remain silly for a moment or you want to remain silly forever right the more you ask the better you will become and also the accountability from your team will increase that now my boss is asking me questions i need to be on top of things i need to explain him or her that what i am doing and why i am 
right? So this will not improve only the accountability, but also if you see, it will also improve overall growth of the business, right? Also speak to the other entrepreneurs. I'm sure all the entrepreneurs sooner or later get into the same journey. Sometimes you are ahead in the journey, sometimes you are behind in the journey. Mm -hmm. If you're ahead in the journey, help other entrepreneurs. If you're behind in the journey, seek help from those entrepreneurs who have gone through that. Attend different business meet. Go to so many seminars that are happening. In fact, we get to know so much about so many schemes and offerings that especially women entrepreneurs are given by government to grow their business. Right. Absolutely agree, Nasha. So being hands-on with finances is essential for entrepreneurs. And like you rightly said, outsourcing accounts to professionals and seeking the regular updates is a practical strategy because, you know, entrepreneurs can then make use of their time to focus on their core business strengths. So as someone with a strong background in corporate finance, what investment opportunities do you recommend for women entrepreneurs? Are there specific sectors or types of investments that would align well with their goals and aspirations? Uh, so, see, there are so many asset classes where one can invest, right? Now, if, if you're not investing at all, you can take a baby step of starting from investing into a simple FD. Now, mm -hmm. FD is only, first of all, we need to understand FD is just, is not a, a, a one of the bestest tool for investment and grow your money. Okay. It, it doesn't beat inflation. It has a tax component attached to it. So, but to taste that how does investment, you know, feels like when you get interest, you can start with FDs, right? Now, don't put on FDs too much of amount as I, you know, I, I always say, FD is only an emergency fund, so maybe three to six months of uh, your expenses should be kept as an FD, not more than that. Then take one step forward. Mutual funds. Of course, we all hear the word mutual funds are subject to market risk. So are other investments. If tomorrow the, there's something goes wrong with the economy, we have seen banks going shut as well. Right? Then, then also people lose money. But to grow money, you have to take that calculated risk and then only your money will grow. So go one step forward, go for, you know, more of debt funds, which are much safer than equity funds. You know, if now, if you're comfortable mutual funds, go one step ahead and start investing in stocks directly. There are so many good blue chip stocks. It is, uh, people don't understand that they feel the share markets are, uh, it's like a gambling uh, place. No, it is not. It becomes gambling when you, uh, you know, buy something to, to be sold it tomorrow or day after to make quick money. Then it's gambling. Stock market is a long drawn process and it's a long term investment. So if, if we, even if I discover you, I need to identify certain good stocks and you need to understand if the business is growing, economy is growing, the stock is bound to grow. By investing in stocks, you get two benefits. One, of course, the company pays dividend if they're making profits. Also, someday when you sell the uh, stock at a higher price, you also get capital appreciation. Right? Mm -hmm. Apart from stocks, apart from uh, uh, mutual funds, you can also invest in gold. You can always invest in real estate. There was a time when people used to feel that to invest into real estate, they need crores of money. To buy a plot, they need one crore, two crore. But in today's world, you can invest into real estate in so many ways. One, of course, you can directly go purchase a land, flat, building, whatever you want. That is one way. Other way, you can also go via REIT, uh, which is nothing but it is like uh, you can hold 
it operates on a simple model that if somebody, if a big builder have bought suppose uh, you know plot worth ten crores, you can just take uh, you know a small do a one small investment worth twenty five lakh and take a portion in that. So you still have a real estate exposure in your portfolio and still you don't have to invest like crores to get that uh, exposure or that asset class. So okay. real estate is also one of a very good option for uh, you know investors to invest into as as they grow and get deep dive into investment goal. Right, Nasha. So yeah, the investment landscape both in India as well as the world offers diverse opportunities. There's not one, but there's like a plethora of options for people to choose from. And you know, beginning with an emergency fund and exploring other avenues is a thoughtful strategy. As the saying goes, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago and the second best time is now. So, you know, the earlier you start, the better. But if you haven't started, the right time to do it would be today. So I urge everybody to get started with their investment uh, you know, journey right away. And uh, coming to the last question of the episode, you're not only an accomplished professional, but also a coach. So how can coaching and mentorship play a pivotal role in enhancing women's financial acumen and fostering successful investment strategies? Thanks, Apurva. I think it's a very, very important question. And sometimes, uh, especially I see that women leaders and women entrepreneurs, we shy away from asking for help. We mm-hmm. feel that uh, when we, if we go out and uh, seek help, uh, one, we may not get help. And others, people might think that I don't know and I'm not the right person. You know, there's a lot of self-doubt about when we go and seek some help. So first of all, let me... Uh, bring to your notice that you just said that I'm such an accomplished person. I have done, uh, I have accomplished so many degrees. I have a lot of work experience. Even today, I get stuck certain times. I don't shy away from going out and uh, seeking help. You ask and it is given. Mm -hmm. Also, this is absolutely a myth among, especially women entrepreneurs. I see that, you know, I don't know who to, who should I go to? Why will they entertain me? Please understand, everybody have their own journey. And as a human being, when we get something, we also like to give it back. Why, why am I doing this seminar or this uh, podcast today? Right? I want to share whatever I have, little I have learned in my journey. And if that can help even one person, you know, it would be such a, what do you say satisfaction for me that okay my learning or my journey has helped somebody to grow don't shy away from going out and asking for help and mentors and coaches are so critical for your growth and growth journey especially when you're running a business now we need to understand we always think that these mentors and coaches are very expensive we need to pay them highly no who can be a mentor or coach? You don't have to go for paid mentors or coaching. You don't have to go to some high-profile mentor or coaches as you see on different platforms. Anybody who have gone through that journey, go and speak to them. Talk about talk to them about the problem that you're face, facing. They will give you a perspective. They will give you their uh, how they see the problem vis-a-vis how you see the problem. And when you talk to them, you sometimes realize that you already have an answer within you. It's just that these mentors or coaches act as a sounding board by asking the right questions to get the answer out of you. Entrepreneur is such a lonely journey. You are at the top. You don't know who you can go and discuss your problem with. And if you don't have these mentor coaches uh, uh, in your journey, where will you go and uh, talk about your problems? Right? And 
it is also not only one person you have you can go to for your finance you can have a financial coach or finance mentor for your business related you can have a business mentor so you can have multiple mentor coaches or people to talk don't get stuck that only one person will have the solution to all the problems be very open about it and as you grow journey you also need to change your mentor and coaches you talk right so yeah Absolutely, Nisha. So your mention of you know entrepreneurship being a lonely journey basically highlights a critical aspect of mental health. You know, on a related note, mental health, whether in entrepreneurship or a nine-to-five job, is undeniably crucial, especially in today's world. So the pressures and challenges, regardless of the professional path, can take a toll. And like you said, uh, you know, contributing to the broader community's knowledge and success is a wonderful way to give back to the society. And I would li- like to take this moment to thank you for doing that, Nisha. Thank you so much, Apurva. Yeah. So we've actually come to the end of the episode, but then you know, before we let you go, what would you like to be the golden takeaway for the listeners? Um. So, uh, I I would like to conclude by saying, finance is not gender biased. A woman can be as good as an investor, as a man, and vice versa. So don't shy away from making your own calls, whether in finance or investment or business. Thank you so much, Abhinav. Absolutely, Nasha. So finance knows no gender bias, like you said, and anyone, regardless of gender, can excel in. in I mean, can excel as an investor. So embrace making your own calls in finance and investments confidently. So we've officially come to the end of the episode. Thank you for your time, Nisha. It has been a pleasure hosting you and our listeners are undoubtedly richer for the value perspectives you've brought to the table. Thank you for your time. And to our audience, stay tuned for more enriching conversations in the episodes to come. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for having me on the platform. It was a pleasure interacting with you. Thank you so much.